Hi, you're listening to Scream of the Crime. I'm Tess. And I'm Maggie, and this is a podcast where we talk about true crime and what would happen if your favorite TV and movie characters committed those crimes. Hello, welcome. It is uh, snowing. Yeah. A lot right now. No, it's been snowing for the past like seven hours at least. Winter has finally come. Yeah. And it has hit us hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was clearing off my car earlier today and I was like, oh boy. Uh, thank God I have a really, my, in the truck of my car, I have like all the supplies for if you get stuck in the snow, which is just towels basically. Um, and like if I, your car gets stuck in the snow? Yeah. Oh. Um, so, you know, that's good. But, but I also have a really nice, like, snow wiper thing, or what's it called? Like, ice scraper. Why are you looking at me? I don't know these things. I'm looking at you. I don't have a car, nor am I from a place where it snows. <laughs> the, like, ice scraper thing. But, um, it's, like, one of the ones where it's, like, longer, so you have to, like, jump over to get, like, all the ice off, so that's fun. But, yeah, no, it's snowing a lot. I've been... I almost drove off the road earlier today, so. Yeah. Tess graciously picked me up from school, like she does every Monday, because the bus schedule doesn't um, go at all. Yeah. So, it really sucks that it's snowing, because neither my, none of my roommates can drive in the snow. That do mean they can't drive in the snow. Well, one of them is scared, and the other one switches cars with her parents, um, when it snows, to get the, the car with the snow tires. Oh, So she hasn't swapped cars yet. Oh. And the third one, I don't know, doesn't want to. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not terrible at driving in snow. It's not, like, it's not really that different. You just have to be careful. I It will be interesting, though, when we go drive on the hill, mm-hmm. at the hill. That'll be fun. That that turn when you turn in, like it's a sharp turn coming right at the bottom of yeah, the hill. Yeah, you're like almost down the bottom of the hill, so you're full acceleration. Like not yeah. your car, but your car is going like fast. Velocity style. And then you just have to make a right turn and like yeah, swing it. Yeah. So, so you gotta pump the brakes. We're gonna that's gonna be an interesting time. Yeah. We might drift. I'm gonna say we're probably going to. Alright. Unless it gets plowed by then. Which I'll prepare might. myself. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but it's snowing, it's winter, and it is cold. So, it's fun. And all the lights are off in Tessa's room. Oh, you can turn the light on if you want. I don't need to. Okay. I just always have my lights off because I don't like the overhead light in here, so. What's new, though? This has been consistent in what the old room we recorded in, too, so. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's always dark. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I guess we should jump into this case. Unless okay. you, do we have any updates? Oh, it's enrollment time for our classes. So by the time you hear this, I will be enrolled in my my spring classes. <laughs> I don't know about Tess because she can't remember when her enrollment time is, but I know that I will be. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting and upsetting. Mm-hmm. We have four more weeks of classes left. I'm so excited to uh, leave and also I've started reading a new novel <laughs> updates on my life I finished okay since last since the last time we recorded I started and finished the book 13 reasons why here is oh, my yeah. short review the book is bad the writing is bad Hannah Baker is a bitch and she's petty and no one should have been blamed for her death Except for maybe the guy who kind of sort of raped her. Yeah. Which he really raped her in the show. In the novel, I would say it's rape. She said it wasn't. It's not important. I didn't like the book. I didn't like the ending of the book. And I don't like Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) So just a zero. She literally gave a tape to someone for being a bad friend. She was like, you didn't want to go to the party with me. You just wanted me to drive you to the party. And I could sense that, like Jenny. I could sense that, like, you just smile and you're nice to everyone, but none of it's real. And I'm like, so what? Oh, 
my god. She's like, I could see through that. I was like, good for you, Hannah. Yeah. You're so special. You can see through everyone's little fake personality. Whatever. Anyway, so I started a new book. I have an hour and a half left. They're audiobooks. Mm-hmm. It's called Get Well Soon. Do you want to guess what it's about? I'll give you a hint. It's a young adult novel about a girl. Now, what's it about? Um, she's like in a mental. You got it, girl. Really? You're oh my in. God. All right. So it's this girl. Here are her descriptors. I'm not being rude. Promise. She's fat. <clears throat> she doesn't wear makeup. And she wants to kill herself. Now, is this a theme that I'm reading these books? No. Anyway, so she, she's, it starts, she's in a mental hospital, and the book is she's writing these letters to her best friend. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole book. It's like her writing these letters. Yeah. Does it ever go into her mental state? No. Does it ever go into the fact of why she wants to kill herself besides the fact that she thinks she's fat? No. What is it about, you ask? Well, there's a hot boy named Justin in the mental hospital. Oh, God. What do we know about Justin, you ask? Well, he's a bad boy. Just kidding. You, every single thing, like, every single show you're so into is I love the bad boy character. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like Justin. Here's why. He's not actually a bad boy. I mean, I don't know why he's in the mental hospital, but I know for a fact that the main character is so utterly turned on by the fact that Justin is ambidextrous. What? So, first of all, she's like, I saw a boy. He was kind of cute. He was spinning his... This isn't the same guy. This isn't Justin. This is a different guy. This is white dreadlocks guy. And she's like, I saw him writing with his left hand. That's so hot. I'm like, shit. Okay. President material, I guess. Because, you know, left president, most presidents are left-handed. Um, and then she says Justin. And she's like, shit, Justin's writing... No, Justin's eating with his left hand. He must be fucking left-handed, right? She's like, that's so fucking hot. And then she sees him write with his right hand. She's like, shit, he's ambidextrous. That's this so hospital's stupid. out to kill me. That's so fucking hot. And I'm like, whoa, calm down. Oh my god. <laughs> he likes the Doors, the band, the Doors. Oh. She likes the Ramones. She loves the Ramones because she's edgy and she yeah. likes rock music. She plays the bass, so she's you. And I would say, so far, most of the description, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about like And she likes me. Justin because he's a feminist. And I'm not saying he's done feminist things, because he hasn't. Mm-hmm. But he has stated that he's a feminist. And she's like, man, I love me a feminist. Why, is, like, why is he in the mental hospital? No, I don't know. Um, I know that his right hand is slightly burnt Johnny Tremaine style, but not molded together. Like, he can clearly still use it. Mm-hmm. He won't tell us his tragic backstory. I haven't unlocked it yet. Oh. They're not allowed to touch in the hospital, so she gets incredibly turned on by literally anything that ever touches her ever, because she's never kissed anyone ever before in her life. So, like, the backs of their hands were touching, and she's like, are the the hair on the back of our hands dance together playfully? And I'm like, oh, That's I want to fucking die. Why do you read these terrible I, Okay, so I was scrolling through the young adult section because I realized... As I was watching Looking for Alaska, that I skipped out on the whole young adult reading novels phase of my life because I was reading Harry Potter at the time because I was behind. Oh. Not behind on reading. I had a high reading Lexile, I promise. Uh, (laughs) I was behind because I should have read Harry Potter when I was a a child, and then I didn't, so I had to read it as a young adult. Yeah. But I never read any John Green books. I never read Perks of Being a Wallflower. I never read... um, It's kind of a funny story, and I wanted to. I... Now, you should read... Th- those are the better ones. No, I know that. But, but the audiobooks don't exist in the library. Oh, I see. So I was looking for replacements. So I scrolled through the whole audiobook section of young adult novels on the library app. By the way, if you get a library card, you can use the Overdrive app. This isn't an ad. To listen to audiobooks for free, which is super great. And so I have two books. I have Kids with Appetites, which seems fun. Mm-hmm. And then I have this book, Get Well Soon, which I'm almost done with. And I thought Get Well Soon might be fun because, okay, I know that I set myself up because the description was like, she's in a mental hospital. Who knew that she could find a relationship? And I was like, hell fucking yeah. God. But I understand now that, like, it's really, it's a bad book. Yeah. She's really annoying. And she's like, I lost 10 pounds because I don't really have an appetite. And I was like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm upset. (laughs) 
Um, I read Percy and Wildflower, and I really enjoyed it. I don't know, like, if I read it again now, which I kind of want to just to see, like, now that I'm older and reading it, how I would feel about it, but I thought Percy and Wildflower was good when I read it. I watched the movie, and I'm gonna be honest, I was confused. Because Logan, I loved Logan Lerman is a thing. Mm-hmm. I was in love, I'm in love with Logan Lerman. And, um, not at the time, but I, I do like the other guy. Um, what's his name? Oh, fuck. Something, is it Miller? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah. He's a great guy. But in the book, I got, not the book, I never read the book. In the show, I got confused when, like, Logan Lerman was having, like, a breakdown or whatever, and he was, like, banging his head on things or something. I'm not sure. He was, like, it was, like, at, the, was it the end? Yeah, of the it's movie? towards the end. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Because, like, I, like, he was seemed normal. And then something happened, and I understand he probably had something going on, you know? Yeah. But in the time I watched it, I was just utterly confused. Yeah. I think the book, like, the book... Oh, I'm sure the book is 100% better. Well, I'm not saying it's better, but the book is actually very similar to the movie, and if you watch a lot of the deleted scenes from Percy Wallflower, it's all the, like, stuff that was not in the movie. There was stuff that's in the book that I was, like, I remember seeing the movie, I was like, oh, that wasn't there, but then, like, they have, like, they really did, like, film the whole movie, because it's not a long book. But, um, no, yeah, I think with Percy and Wallflower, it was, like, I forgot, there's never, like, a, I think he just has, like, depression, and then, like, some people are like, oh, he's bipolar, but I'm like, I don't think that's how that is. Yeah, I thought he just had uh, depression, but then, like, at the end, he, like, seems like he has, like, a psychotic little break Well, yeah, I think at the end, he's, like, tries to kill himself, so he's, like... Oh, is that what happens? That's what happens. He tries to kill himself. I missed that. (laughs) Yeah, and then, um... So he just kind of is in that, like, weird, like, mm-hmm. psychotic state, like, right before that, so. Yeah. So I'm eating a sandwich while we talk. <laughs> yeah, but no. I, personally, Walthar is, I really enjoyed it. I kind of want to read it again. Maybe I'll go back to the library and see if they have the physical book. Well, I want, so, the reason, I want to rewatch the movie. Um, it's kind of a funny story. Because I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a book, and I went to go see, read the book. I read the book, yeah. Yeah, and I, I really want to read the book, but they only have it on an ebook, and I really don't have time to read books, mm-hmm. but I have time to listen to books while yeah. I do other things. So that's why I'm only doing audio books. But, so I chose Get Well Soon because I was like, maybe it's like, it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. But it's not at all. Yeah. Like that. It's like someone read It's Kind of a Funny Story and was like, how about we put a fat girl in a mental hospital, but she doesn't learn anything and we don't talk yeah. about it. I, I read the book and then saw the movie for It's Kind of a Funny Story. I think I, I definitely liked the book better, but that's just all I remember. But no, I remember I was really into that book too. It was a good one. Yeah, you see, I missed out. <laughs> I never read anything. I never read any, my. I was watching Looking for Alaska. Mm-hmm. My roommate said to me, she was like, you seem like the kind of person, no offense, to go through a John Green phase. And I was like, yeah, I never read any of this like, book. Yeah, it's happening right now. <laughs> no, this this is my John Green phase. Yeah. No, but like, but, and then I realized I never read any of those books that all the young adults read. Because yeah. I was reading fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> I didn't, well, I never read Harry Potter or any of like the Percy Jackson Yeah, you shit. see, I read Percy Jackson yeah. one time. I should have read Harry Potter and then I read Harry Potter. And then I switched dramatically to Stephen King. That was my a dramatic my shit. process. Actually, I think it went Percy Jackson, Under the Dome, Harry Potter. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Like, I can read. I promise everyone that. But I just wanted to go through my young adult phase. But then I realized all these young adult novels are fucking shit. They're like fan well, fictions Yeah. that were just published. The, all the, like, well, especially, I feel like me reading. Like, I am not a big reader at all. Never have been. Probably never will be. But, I will admit that, but I do remember, like, going and reading, like, Percy Wallflower, and, like, it's kind of a funny story. They're iconic books. People know them. Also, just because I'm like, oh, it's about teens with depression. I'm like, that's me. So I'm like, I'm going to read this book and self-insert myself into every single character. Well, isn't that the point, though? And that's what I want to do now. Yeah. But I can't, because they're not audiobooks. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we should get into this case. Yeah, probably. Thanks for, um, Book Club Corner with Maggie and Tess. So this um, is like you know every other white male serial killer. So let's let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. So this man's name is Arthur John Shawcross. It's funny because my dad's name is John Arthur. Sorry, oh. um, and he is also known as the Genesee River Killer. Oh, a local a, <laughs> a local, local man. 
Genesee River. That's us. Yeah. All right. So he was born on June 6, 1945 okay. at the U.S. Naval Naval Hospital in Kittery, Maine. Um, he was a small baby due to the fact that he was born two months premature. Ah. A small boy. His father, um, Arthur Roy Shawcross, was a corporal in the Army, so Bessie Shawcross's... Bessie Shawcross's mother decided to take the tiny infant to her sister-in-law in Waterton, Watertown, Waterton, New York, <laughs> until Arthur Sr., his father, had completed his military service. It's happy Veterans Day. Um, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> shout out to my grandfather and kind of my mom, who may or may not be a veteran and we'll never know. Like, she, she was in the National yeah, for six okay. years. But she has never considered herself a veteran. Oh. I don't have anyone in the military in my family just because everyone was in Ireland. So, like, no one's... I have a lot of uh, vets in my family. Yeah. So. Also, my mom's birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Joy. Oh, happy birthday. She went She's out Scorpio. for <laughs> Is she? Yeah, it's oh, Scorpio season. I guess she is a Scorpio. That That's, makes sense. That's rough, Yeah. <laughs> You're a Scorpio. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, during his time near Waterton, Watertown, Waterton, <laughs> many other related families um, of Shawcrosses moved in the area, and it would soon be known as Shawcross Corner due to the family's congregation. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Not. But Arthur was not fitting in with many other children. To gain attention, he talked like a baby all the time, even when he was six. That's weird. Yeah. And chronically wet the bed. And that's something that others didn't appreciate. (laughs) He was wetting the fucking bed. Okay. He also soon began to run away from home for the attention he received. At school, things weren't any better, though he maintained pretty decent grades. He was always a loner, and other children would tease him and call him Oddie. O-D-D-Y. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Just over here. Yeah. Um, But he would also bully the younger children until they cried, so he wasn't good either. He would often fly into a rage at others in class and was in the habit of carrying an iron bar to school. <laughs> That's fucking dangerous. Yeah, I know, right? Shit. As time passed, he became increasingly withdrawn. <coughs> by the eighth grade, he had fallen behind by two years compared to the others, and his grades suffered immensely. To avoid the conflict at home, he would often flee to his grandmother's house. Hope that got caught on the... I'm sure it did. <laughs> um, that was me cracking my neck. Okay. While several um, later tests showed that Shawcross's intelligence to be was subnormal or even, quote, borderline retarded. That's not my words. He received A's and B's in his first two years of grade school. That's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but he was later tested to have an IQ of 86. So that is um, significantly below average intelligence. Yeah. As we know. My IQ is one something. How do you find that out? There was an IQ test I took online that probably doesn't mean anything, and also IQ tests don't work, so it doesn't matter. Oh. There's a lot of discrepancies about IQ tests. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Shawcross dropped out of school in the ninth grade, which that was me, and when he was 19, he enlisted in the Army. Another thing I read said that when he was 21, he enlisted in the Army. I'm going to go with 19, because I trust Wikipedia. (laughs) All right. At this time, Shawcross divorced his first wife and gave up the rights to their 18-month-old son, whom he never saw again. He served one tour of duty in Vietnam, where he boasted of grotesque combat exploits such as, quote, beheading Mama Sons and nailing their heads to trees as warning to the Viet Cong. Mm. Which is kind of racist. Well, yeah. I was just saying, the Mama Sons thing, which I had to look up. Mm. It's just a term for mother. What have we guessed? It's like the females and... Uh, you know. Okay, though in fact he never saw combat, so he never actually did that. He's a fucking liar. Oh, that's weird. Huh. What a liar. After Vietnam, he was stationed at Fort Still in Lawton, Oklahoma, as an armorer. His second wife, Linda, experienced several aspects of his disturbing behavior, especially his penchant for starting fires, as army psychiatrists told her that Shawcross derived sexual enjoyment from st- fire starting. 
Is that how you feel when you light your candles? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> right now, Tess has a lot of candles lit in her apartment. Well, I have one in my room. because And then one outside. So it's not really a lot. No. But it makes the house smell nice. They're big candles. They're thick. Yeah, no. Me and my roommate fucking love home goods candles. We just go to the clearance aisle and we went ham. It was great. <laughs> so we now have like five candles. Yeah. But they're like the big, When I tell the you three they wick. are big, they are thick. <laughs> they're like the three wick ones. Yeah. All right. Um, after his discharge from the army, Shawcross moved with his wife from Oklahoma to Clayton, New York. His wife would soon divorce him, and he began committing crimes such as arson and burglary. His offenses earned him a five-year sentence at Attica Correctional Facility and later Auburn Correctional Facility. After serving 22 months, he was granted an early release in October of 1971, in part due to his role in the rescue of a prison guard during a riot. Shawcross returned to Waterton, Watertown, Waterton, um, eventually getting a job with the Waterton Public Works um, Department and marrying for the third time. All right, now I know what you're thinking, Maggie. What has he done? So many bad things. All right, let's get into it. On May 7th, 1972, he raped and killed 10-year-old Jack Owen Blake. Holy shit. Yeah. His first known victim after luring the boy into some woods in Watertown, Waterton, Watertown. (laughs) The body wasn't found until authorities received a tip by phone on September 5th. May to September. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of months. Okay. Mm -hmm. On September 2nd, just prior to the body's discovery, he raped and killed 8-year-old Karen Ann Hill, who had been visiting Waterton uh, with her mother for the Labor Day weekend. Um, Shawcross was arrested the next day. That's fucked up. Okay. A grand jury indicted... indicted Shawcross for the murder in Hill's death, but on October 17th, he was allowed to plead guilty to a lesser charge of first-degree manslaughter for both deaths and was sentenced to an indeterminate term at Attica with a maximum of 25 years. Jefferson County District Attorney William McCluskey explained the plea by stating there was no direct evidence linking Blake and Shawcross, only Shawcross's confession to the police. McCluskey also suggested Shaw, oh my God, Shawcross uh, could have argued at trial that he was under um, extreme emotional disturbance and a jury would have been likely to arrive at the verdict of manslaughter. In November, he was transferred from Attica to Greenhaven Correctional Facility. After 14 years, inexperienced prison staff and social workers concluded that Shawcross was no longer dangerous. Disregarding the warnings of psychiatrists who had assessed Shawcross as a schizoid psychopath, he was released on parole in April of 1987. He had difficulty settling down in communities as the neighbors would protest his presence and employers would fire him. Good. Yeah. He first moved to Binghamton, New York. I think it... Binghamton, New York. Um, It's... What is it? It's like Bing... Is it Binghamton? Binghamton? There's no ton at the end. It's just the... It's just Bingham, even though there yeah. is a ton at the end? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've heard it said a few times. Probably the people who listen to this who are from here will correct me, but, like... Bingham and... Bingham. Okay. New York. Good. and then I re- see it all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, written out. And then relocated to Delhi, New York, <laughs> with his girlfriend, Rosemary Wally. When Delhi residents became aware of Shawcross's presence, the couple moved to nearby... Oh, God. Fleshman's, New York, only to be met with hostility there as well. Finally, in late June 1987, Shawcross parole officer moved him and Wally into a transient hotel in Rochester, New York. Oh, no. That's us, baby. And he failed to notify the Rochester's authorities of this action. So no one knew he was here. Great. In mid-October, Shawcross and Wally found more permanent lodging at... 241 Alexander Street in Rochester. That is very close. That's like, I know exactly where the fuck that is. Holy shit. Anyway. Murder times two. The second time. Oh my god. In March of 1988, Shawcross began murdering again, primarily sex workers in the area, apart from June Stott, um, who was local and was the first one of his victims to be mutilated after her death. Right. He was convicted of 11 murders with the 12th not officially charged to him. The victims were as followed. 
Patricia Ives, 25. Francis Brown, 22. June C- uh, Cicero, 34. Darlene Trippy, 32. Anne Marie Steffen, 28. Dorothy Blackburn, 27. Kimberly Logan, age unknown. June Stoss, 30. Marie Weld, 22. Elizabeth Gibson, age unknown. And Dorothy Keller, 59. All the victims were murdered in Monroe County, except for Gibson, who was killed in neighboring Wayne County. We know where that is. The retired detective, Robert Keppel, um, has argued that the detectives investigating the case over-relied on the concept of modus operandi, which is how they were killed, as we know, because we are smart, Um, at times (laughs) searching for multiple suspects due to small differences in the uh, profiles of each victim. They were usually strangled and battered to death and were often mutilated as well. Most of them were found near the Genesee River. Um, June Cicero's body was discovered by aerial surveillance on January 3rd, 1990. Police arrested Shawcross two days later on January 5th, 1990. He had been spotted by a police surveillance team um, and by an eyewitness standing near his car, apparently urinating on a bridge over Salmon Creek, upon whose frozen waters the body of his final victim was dumped. (coughs) So the trial. In November 1990, Shawcross was tried by Monroe County First Assistant District Attorney Charles J. Siragusa from the, for the 10 murders in Monroe County. Sorry, I'm very sick still, and my nose is running. <coughs> Shawcross pleaded not guilty for reasons of insanity, with testimony from psychiatrist Dorothy Lewis that he had brain damage, multiple personality disorder, now known as dissociative identity disorder or did, and post-traumatic stress disorder, and had been sexually abused as a child. I skipped over it. But in the Wikipedia, and only the Wikipedia article, (laughs) it stated that he said that his mother would insert things into his anus. And I'm not going to get into that. I need to blow my nose. Okay. Shawcross, who had served in Vietnam with the 4th Supply and Transport Company of the 4th Infantry Division had told many outlandish tales of murderous activities, including cannibalism, often perpetuated while alone in the jungle. From the time Shawcross returned from his tour of duty, he told acquaintances of seeing American soldiers skin from their neck to their ankles and claimed to have decapitated two women who he had victimized, placing their heads on poles. FBI criminal profiler Robert K. Resler um, reviewed the PTSD claim on behalf of the prosecution before the trial. Resler wrote that, quote, his claim of having witnessed wartime atrocities was patiently outrageous and untrue. Patent, patently? Patently outrageous and not true. And untrue. Prosecution psychiatrist Dr. Uh, Park Diets, with a Z, said that Shawcross had antisocial personality disorder. Shawcross um, was held at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in Fallsburg, New York, until he died on November 10th. That's yesterday, but not actually. It's 2008, but yesterday was November 10th. 11 years ago yesterday. Yeah. At the Albany Medical Center is where he died. In 2003, Shawcross was interviewed by British reporter Catherine English for a documentary on cannibalism. Shawcross bragged about slicing out and eating the vulvas of three victims, but refused to discuss um, his earlier claims of eating the genitals of his first victim, um, Jack Blake. I don't know why. Officials said that Shawcross complained of a pain in his leg on the afternoon of November 10, 2008, the date of his death, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was taken to Albany Medical Center, where he went into cardiac arrest, and Shawcross died at 9.50 p.m. and was cremated. He died of a heart attack. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's my... That's what I was going to guess. I was like, oh. I. Yeah, it's a heart attack. Yeah. Damn. That one's fucked up. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. I wanna eat my Sammy. <laughs> okay, so um, I have one. It's not. It's not a repeat because it's a sequel to a movie that we did before. Okay. I, do you want me to guess? No, no. Is that why you're looking? Oh, okay. I want you to guess. I'm just letting you know that um, I, if you, because I think I forgot what day it was where it was like we were like trying to figure out if I had done that one before. It's like I know I haven't done this before. But it is a movie that it's not a repeat, but it is a sequel. So I'm ready. Okay, hit me with it. 
It Chapter 2. Oh. And here's why. All right. So, he has his first set of murders, and it's all kids. Right? I guess, yes. Yeah. I mean, one's a kid, yeah. Yeah. But they were... It wasn't... The first set of murders was... They were younger. I forgot. I mean, look. Like, yeah. No, they're yeah. both kids. You're right. Yeah, so the first set of murders is all, like, the kids and stuff, and then the second set is all adults pretty much mm-hmm. so i was just thinking like oh that's a similar thing there's a break in time that he's like murdering again so there you go wow uh-huh <laughs> making connections man <laughs> um but yeah but also the whole like him being because of all the like serial killers we've done he does seem like very crazy like very just fucked up and yeah it's like, weird because we he never gave a reason why yeah and i'm like i know the their last were like sex workers for the second time but that's probably just because they were like easier to yeah no but like yeah. there's no like he just seems like a genuinely like evil person yeah no yeah like they all are but like this one's just no reason like out of nowhere mm-hmm um, so, and also, like, the whole, like, cannibalism thing, it's, like... That's weird. That's weird, and also a very, like, Pennywise thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel. But, um, yeah, so, like, you have the... it. So, It Chapter 1 is kind of, like, the first set of murders, so now we're coming back for the part two, which is the adult murders. And they're still... Obviously, like, the kids go back to Derry, um, as adults. Yeah. But, um, in this case dairy and then like this river that Pennywise is in and all that shit because mm-hmm. he's in the stores and stuff. That's mm-hmm. the Genesee River. <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. I'm gonna drive later when we pass the Genesee and just look out for Pennywise. <laughs> I jump right in. Um. <laughs> Take a little swim. Yeah. In this freezing cold water. Oh, oh my god. god. Be so cold. <laughs> the water's the turn off, not Pennywise. No. Oh god. And I want to clarify. I am not one of those fuckers who's into Pennywise. That shit's fucked We ain't up. no clown fuckers here. No, not at all. But yeah, so the whole, like, weird, just, like, no reason, like, torment of people kind of reminded me of that, where it's, like, he has no business, like, doing these things to these people. He's just an evil entity, like, pure evil. Well, right? I mean, yeah. Pennywise has to feed every 26 to 27 years and then he goes into hibernation yeah i mean that's the reason <laughs> that's the reason but like he's he needs food but like he's exists just like as an evil oh thing. yeah he's just an evil entity deity thingamajiggy yeah that's what i'm saying Spider like dude. obviously like the whole like murdering is like kind of the same thing where it's like to carry it like to let mm-hmm. that out so i, guess I think it's so similar. not to interrupt you at all because this has nothing to do with what you were just saying but I think it's so weird that this guy had so many girlfriends. Yeah. Even after he went to jail for, like, 22 years for killing someone. Yeah, that is odd. Like, how would that... Was he hot and sexy? Because I've seen a photo and he's not at all cute. I mean, if he's a psychopath or sociopath... But he's not that. young. He's old, you um, know? Well, maybe his girlfriends weren't, like, I'm not saying they either. were hot and sexy. I'm saying... Still, if you're an old lady, you're not gonna be like, well, I know you killed a little boy and a little girl, but, yeah. you Did know? they know that? Well, clearly, they were moving around. Oh. I mean, I think the thing is, like, with people who are in relationships with, like, those people, it's like, even, like, with the whole, t- like, the Ted Bundy thing, you I can guess see how they were, like, can... into it. And also, like, you can be very easily manipulated, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's like, oh, no, like, this, you know, like, it was all a misunderstanding type of bullshit, like... Yeah. You could get misconstrued. But yeah, so it chapter two, just to do a quick little summary of what happens in that one. I'm just going off of for this case, as with when I did it chapter one, this is just purely based on the movie because obviously there's the book and then like the other like nineties little short mm-hmm. movie thing or T V series thing. But like it chapter two is it starts with um it Pennywise, like comes back and munches a munch on our poor little gay adrian melon yeah so he like kills someone and then mike is still in dairy and this was not conveyed very well by, by the movie but all the kids who left for once they, they left dairy they forgot everything about their childhoods yeah 
except for Mike. So Mike calls them, and they all have, like, these very visceral reactions, mm -hmm. which would be way creepier if I had known that they didn't remember anything, but I had no clue about that. Oh, well, I didn't. Um, but they all, and then they all come back, and then they are having, like, dinner at this Chinese restaurant, and then um, they, like, start getting, like, kind of messed the fortune with. fortune cookies. Yeah, they... Oh, sorry. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> your, your cute sneezes are caught on tape. Oh. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so, yeah, but they're, like, having dinner, and then everyone's, like, freaking out. You have Bill Hader as uh, Richie. Richie. He's, you know, a comedian. He's being funny, but also depressed. <laughs> and then, he is a... Are we spoiling it? Yeah. He is a closeted gay comedian man who does not write his own material. Yeah. And I love him. Mm-hmm. And then we have Eddie. Eddie. Oh. Yeah, I would say, if you've seen anything about It Chapter 2, if you've been on Tumblr ever. It is ever, Richie and Eddie, and Richie they are in love. They get married at the end. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, my God. No, Eddie gets killed by Pennywise, but he, it's, I think, I wasn't too upset by it because I feel like the, like, whole character growth of him it made sense because he like was all he was always just like afraid to do this stuff and even like they went back to the house where Pennywise was like Lair was like the entrance to his Nibble like cave thing yeah. and um like Eddie was just like being very like scared and like just not and then Richie was like you're stronger than you think yeah, and then he, like, goes and, like, saves Richie, but then Pennywise kills him, and it's just I awful. mean, he, yeah, he dies in the book, too. I mean, yeah, I feel like there would have been a little bit of an upsetness. I mean, a lot of people would have been happy, but I think a lot of people would have been, like... Oh, no, and I think, listen, if, if you're gonna, like, kill a character, and it happens in, like, a valid way where there's growth, I think it's fine, you know? Also, I can't wait for the deleted scenes, because I know that they did that death scene, like, a million times. Oh, really? And there's, like, one when they're like, I love you, you know? Oh, it happened. Fuck. We know. We know it's there. I'm gonna cry watching that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's really sweet. But then, um, Bev is back and she, like, saw the future of, like, all their deaths and yes, shit. Yes, because she, she, when she was a kid, she, she was saw in the dead the, lights. the dead lights that are, like, so Pennywise little. Yeah. They're, like, little orbs in his mouth. Yeah. And so she's been having dreams about everyone's death, so she knows how everyone dies. Mm -hmm. And then there's Ben, who's hot and sexy now. He's yeah. an architect. Yeah, he, he was the, like, fat kid in, yeah. like, the first one. but that Who had a like, crush on Bev, but then yeah. she ended up with Bill. Well, guess what? He's back, and they get together. Yeah, it's super sweet. I love, okay, I love Bev, because in the novel, like, maybe the second chapter after Stan's death, um, she just fucking destroys her abusive husband. Oh, you're, I remember you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they like, showed a little bit in the movie, but yeah, I feel no, like in they the don't book in. she like shatters like perfume bottles onto his face, and like she runs through the glass, and she's barefoot in the road with like bleeding feet, and she runs to a friend's house, and her friend helps her, and then she leaves and goes like to Derry, uh -huh. but like she like beats the shit out of her abusive husband, and you're like, yes, queen. That's the first thing you see at Bev because how the book works is like they're adults, and then they go to children, and then they're adults. So like the first chapter is. Stanley takes the bath, and it's like, Stanley, as an adult, he gets the call. He does, like, a hot flashback to being a child, and he kills himself. Yeah. By the way, Stanley kills himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was, okay, tangent. I was really, really hoping that when Stanley killed himself, he would have written it onto the tile of the wall, and that how that's how it would title card in. Oh, it, that's be, not what happened, yeah. and I was kind of upset. I feel like, I know it's a little cliche, but I really wanted my title card yeah. like that. Um, no, yeah. And then I we have. Sorry, continue. Um, no, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then Mike is still. He's still in Dairy, and he, like, is he's in the. He's the. What's the spice? You have your, your deodorant. What is that? Old Spice? He's the Old Spice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, yeah, you're right. I just think that's really funny how that's. <laughs> How that came up. Um, no, yeah, he's, like, lives in the library and has done, like, all this research. And he now, he took some drug. Dude, he was that was really tripping. confusing. <laughs> I'm a little he, confused by that. Yeah, no, he, like, was tripping. And he, like, was like, I know how to defeat Pennywise. And then he, like, drugs Bill. And then they're both, like, tripping. I... Bill goes tripping for a while. Yeah. And it, like, it's all these, like, Native American things, and they, like, do this whole ceremony to, like, yeah. defeat Pennywise. But, the, but then the twist in the end is the Native Americans fucking failed. 
And yeah. then Mike's like, but we can do it. But he didn't tell anyone. He, like, scratched that part out of the weird bucket. But I, the one well, that, that I... That whole thing was a little confusing to me. It was confusing. And also, I feel like the actual ending of it, to chapter two, was... Like, they basically kill him by They his, bullied him to they death. They bullied him to death. He was like, you're a stupid clown. Because it's like, he feeds off of fear, so they were just like, oh, we're like, we're not, not scared anymore. Yeah. But it's like, the, I think it was funny, was but like, like, you know what? But I think the lead up was just like, Bill and Mike were doing like fucking salvia in the like, yeah. library, like tripping balls, and it's like, they're like, oh, like all these secret things, and they're just like, you're a stupid little clown, and it's like, <laughs> you're a stupid clown, and he turns into a little baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, it was, it was weird. weird. So, but I like the movie. Oh, oh god, sorry, my door is so loud here. I'm so sorry whenever that happens. But anyways, the most important part is is our gay romance. Is our gay romance. And I really, I really liked Bev and and Ben. Bev, and, the romance was good in the movie because he kept her fucking kept his the the fucking yearbook that she signed his yeah, yearbook. Yeah, and she kept the little postcard that, that she didn't know he wrote it, but like, but she, yeah, it was a little poem. That was romantic. Was yeah. yeah. And Richie and Eddie. My favorite, there's like flashbacks in the movie when they're back to kids and stuff and then like... The hammock scene. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, they're constantly just like fighting with each other, but it's just like, But wow. at this point, you know that Richie's like in love with Eddie and you're like, shit. Yeah. And then they're like playing, then there's a scene, because like, you could, at one point they all like split up because they have to go do some bullshit or whatever. Um, the plot of this movie is so kind of confusing and like there's so much that I'm not even going to try and like give you every single reason why stuff happened. But they have to get like a token to like defeat Pennywise for the ritual and like Richie goes, goes to, the, to arcade. the arcade and there's like a flashback of him like this is the part where you're like oh he's gay because like yeah um, he gets he gets called the F word <laughs> by Henry Bowers the, the homophobic slur. Yeah, Henry Bowers calls him a fag, and then, um... <laughs> because Henry Bowers... Sorry. <coughs> Henry Bowers thinks he's, like, hitting on his cousin, which, I mean, it kind of was. He Well, he, he, you tell he has, like, a little crush on him, because he wants to play, keep playing video games with him. Like, they're playing, like, Street Fighter or something, mm-hmm. and, like, being all cute, but then, like, um... Yeah, but then he yells at him, and Richie runs out, and he goes to the park. And this is uh, true to the novel, because Richie's not gay in the world. Richie might be gay in the novel, but um, Eddie's the the gay um, coded character. Coded character, not Richie. But I think it's great that they actually have Richie be the the like the you know he's gay one. Yeah. Because Eddie's Eddie, always coded, you know. Like Eddie was always gay, but like Richie having him be the one that's like yeah. Yeah, and so then so Richie's fear was there's a, a, a Paul Bunyan. Is that his name? Yeah. A, like uh, skull statue. statue um, in the park, and that was his fear in the book. He was scared of it coming alive and attacking him, but this time it comes alive, but also it's mean to him. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of being like, oh, like, I know your secret and stuff Yeah, like yeah, that. I want to play truth or dare and, like... Yeah, which, honestly, that part of the movie, like, that whole part with the Richie thing and with, like, that scene was very good and probably, like, of the, like, little break-off scenes, like... I the best. It probably the best, and also like the most like yeah, this would be like terrifying. Yeah, no, yeah, especially because in like the town they're living in, and also there's like a zombie version of Adrian Mellon who is the the gay character that dies in the the beginning of the show. He's the first person that dies in the book too. He is the introduction to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes by and like hands adult Richie, not young Richie. Um, like when Richie's in the park, a uh, like a flyer to Richie's funeral, which is like a callback to the missing posters. But then, and that's that's how it d- does the flashback between the park and the mm-hmm. young him. <clears throat> but I really like sorry tangenting off. I really like the it movies because of the background actors. Because in that in that scene when Richie's looking up at the Ted uh, the Paul Bunyan character, yeah. like all the characters are swaying in the back, mm-hmm. like fucking creepy, and then they just stop. <laughs> And I hate it. I know one of my favorite things in horror movies is really like attention to detail and background. I think like some the two best ones that do this. The best one I think that does is it follows. Really? Oh, because of all the walking because people. Because of the walking people. Because so you're always looking. I'm gonna be genuine with you. I did not like it follows, but <laughs> I, I I know what you're talking about with the background characters. Yeah, yeah like you're I'm always saying, like, oh, they're fucking walking. Like you're always looking for someone like in the background, like. Yeah. Which is, I think, is creepy. And also the other movie, which is, like, a cl- the classic example of this is Halloween, where you have, like, 
Mike Myers and like his car is in a mm-hmm. lot of the background things. And there's like I think the best scene of it is the um, police chief is talking to someone just like on the street in the middle of the day, and he's like talking about like oh we have to find him, and you see his car that he stole pulls up behind. You can see him in the car, and he comes around. And it's so, like, you could miss it, but it's so creepy that it is there, and it's so good. But even just, like, the mic, like, I, that's one of my, like, favorite things in horror movies, just because it's so scary. It's just, like, subtle details in the background. It's also, so good. in It Chapter 1, the library scene when Ben is flipping through the book. Oh. The fucking librarian, yeah. she, like, is smiling at him, and she's blurry. And I've seen this movie, like, four times. But the first time I saw it, I was like, maybe she's just looking at him. The second time, I was like, no, she's fucking, she's being creepy as fuck. Yeah. there. Oh, no. The, yeah, the background characters in it are so it, good. It scares me. <laughs> it's like, li- like, I know that the clown's there and he's creepy, but the creepiest part is that fucking librarian. Yeah. It gives me the chills. Oh, yeah. One could, the same could be said about, like, Haunting of Hill House and everything. Yeah. With Haunting all the ghosts, Hill House, but it's though, different because you, they're hidden, you know? Yeah, Haunting of Hill House is more of, like, a hidden detail versus yeah. this is, like, they're, they're this clearly is there. Ca- like, this causes a shift in the scene for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it does a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. It's Chapter 2 is really good. Also, it is really good. It's just like a, they packed a lot into one movie. They packed a lot. And I, as someone who did not read the book, was it, it very confused by yeah. a lot of the details of it. Also, in the It miniseries, I watched it. And it was long. And yes, I was tired. But I feel like a lot of what the this It, like the ending, was not in the It miniseries. Mm. But, like, I could be wrong. It has been a while. I was in middle school. But I feel like the whole, like, Native American whole aspect thing, I just... Either I completely forgot it, or it just was never in that miniseries. Mm-hmm. And they just bullied the... I don't know, they just killed the clown. Yeah. Um, this is unrelated, but the arcade scene reminded me of this. Friday, oh, yeah. we went to the Strong Museum of Play. They had a college night there, and it's like a museum in Rochester, if you don't know. But it's basically like, it has a bunch of old like toys and like comic book stuff and like a lot of like vintage games. Um, and it's just very, it's a super cool place if you ever are in Rochester and like looking for things to do. It's absolutely wonderful. It was the best night of like my life in like a very long time. Yeah. And I think that's really funny because it didn't involve any anything illegal and I that's that's a good time yeah no for sure like I genuinely had such a fun time and I didn't want to leave no it was like midnight time yeah and I was like I guess we should go but (laughs) yeah but no it was so fun but um yeah they have a bunch of fun they have like because that's where we were playing street fighter yeah uh there and I beat her (laughs) (laughs) haha yeah but um no yeah because they have like this uh on the second floor there's like they have um a bunch of video games there they have stuff from like super mario 64 to like um air hockey and then they have like a room where it's all it's so cool i have i posted a really good picture of it on my instagram but uh, oh yeah it was really good it was on my story yeah (laughs) but um it was like it's all like old art um arcade games and stuff but there was like they have like donkey Kong. i was playing tron um, so fun. Yeah, I love old arcade games. They're so much fun. There's a place, um, back home by me. Someone opened up, they have a bunch, they had, like, a bunch of old arcade games. So they opened up, it's, like, a little, like, it's just an arcade, but instead of, like, tokens, it just, like, you pay, like, a flat fee at the beginning, and then you can just play as much as you want. Yeah. Which is I, super fun. When I went on my girls' trip to Toronto, mm-hmm. we went to an arcade bar, that's and cool. so all, like, the beers were, like, named after arcade games. Like, I had, like, a, I think a Tetris-themed one or something. That's cool. And, like, so it was a flat fee, and you could play any of the games. They weren't, like, there weren't, there were some arcade games, and then there were, like, um, like, some, like, Wii games there, too, but mm-hmm. the majority were pinball games. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they also had the one when you, like, roll the ball. <gasps> ski hockey? Yes. I love ski hockey. I'm so good it. was it. super fun. Yeah. And it was in Canada. <laughs> That's fun. We should go there. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but that's definitely, if you're looking for things to do in Rochester, super cool place. Definitely worth. It's also meant for children, but clearly we're not children, so. It's meant for children, but also, like, it's one of those museums where it's, like, there's enough, like, if you're an adult going, like, if you're an adult going with kids, it would be super fun. But also, like, I went, I went there once before during, it was during freshman orientation. They had, like, a field trip there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go. My roommates went as well. And, um... Yeah, no, it was very fun. Uh, and that was, like, a day where it's, like, there were kids around and stuff, but it was still super cool. So, yeah. 
highly would recommend. So I'm feeling like we're off the topic of it, so I'm gonna switch it. Um, so yeah. as you know, Dead Meat came out with their new podcast episode on Midsummer, which I haven't seen. So now I refuse to listen to because I want to watch Midsummer. Uh huh. So I had to scroll down to the only other podcast episode I had listened to, which was the review of Us, which I also haven't seen. <laughs> So I listened to it all the way through, and Tess, we need to see us. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, um, first of all, y'all, if you have seen us, you should definitely go and listen to the Dead Meat episode, because they, like, analyze the shit out of everything in that movie, because mm-hmm. it needs to be analyzed, because Jordan Peele's a man who... <laughs> He's a man who He thinks. goes deep. <laughs> a man who thinks, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um... <clears throat> But I just... Have you listened to that episode? No. I have... I With Dead Meat, I don't... I don't listen to Dead Meat too much because I don't like listening to it if I haven't seen the movie. Oh, you see? I'm just, like, a spoiler freak. But I didn't want to listen to, like, the good movies, like Midsummer and Us. Like, I yeah. purposely skipped them. Oh, yeah. Were, like, well, out. even, like, the... Um, Ready or not, like I didn't listen to that episode that we go saw. And then I, went, I did. Yeah. Then I went but back. we need to see us, so um, check in later with um, me and Tess or us um, because we will be talking about us because yeah. I will force her to watch it with me. We'll watch it sometime this weekend. Then you can pick a case that will somehow <laughs> I can do that. Sure, so we can just have an excuse. We could just to talk make it work. <laughs> That's true. I've done worse things. Yeah. No, but yeah, it sounds good. We also need to watch Midsummer. Um, on a side note. That's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Oh, recommend me some books so that I can listen to a decent book for once. If you, if y'all don't mind, could you comment <laughs> a book title? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, I really want to read Abby Jacobson's memoir thing so badly because I am in love with her. I was looking for that. It's not an audiobook. Oh damn! If there probably will, it kind of like it only just came out on paperback. Oh, I have. I think I have. I might be getting it because I just realized I think I have like a little bit of an Amazon gift card left. So, and now that's not paperback, it's not like $20. So, mm-hmm. hell yeah. But it sounds really good. It's just like she like drove across the country by herself and was just doing like illustrations and like stuff like that. It's, let me guess. I know that you you commented it for, for one of my Instagram polls. What's it called? It's called I Might Regret, regret this. this. Well, you shouldn't let me guess. Oh, well, you Cute, were saying it. Tess. You were saying it. You were saying it. <laughs> All right. Whatever. I still want to watch, watch, read, girl, stop what? apologizing, oh. and girl, wash your face, but I refuse to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Or read them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all we have. I think we're really just ranting now. Yeah, so we should stop, because I can rant for hours. It's also nighttime, and you need to drive me home in the snow. That's true. <sighs> Well, this, um, if it keeps snowing, this weekend might be the first weekend that Maggie ever built a snowman, mm-hmm. because I've never built one, and people need to build one with me, because I don't know how. <laughs> and I also need to make a snow angel, so look out for that. If it keeps snowing like it is now, which I hope not, because I still need to get home, um, look out for some cute pictures of me and Tess in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. I think that's it. All right. Okay. Um, Thank you. Uh, Don't kill anyone. And keep listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs)